summary of the Sikha. At the end of the, uh, this, this week's parsha, it says, Moshe wrote all the words of Hashem. And Rashi uh, quotes those words and he says, what, what did he write from the beginning of Bereshus until Matan Torah? And he wrote the mitzvahs that they were given in Mora. Now since Rashi sim- explains the simple meaning of the passage, how does he know that he, what he wrote? How does he know that he wrote from the beginning of Matan Torah until till this point, until this period of time? How does he know all that? In fact, the uh, pre- in previous psukim it says um, here it says here Moshe wrote es kol divri Hashem all the words of Hashem. You look a few a little bit earlier it says Moshe came and he related to the people all the words of Hashem using the exact same words. What does Rashi says es kol divri Hashem all the words of Hashem means? What does he say over there? that it means the laws that they have to separate from their wives in preparation for Matan Torah, that they shouldn't go up on the mountain before, during Matan Torah. So there he says that Eskol Divir Hashem means those two things. Here he suddenly changes it to everything from Bereshus until, until, uh, until here and the mitzvahs of Mar. In fact, the, um, we find a similar, similar to what Rashi says, we find in the Mechilta, but it's written, Rashi changes from the way it is in the Mechilta, in a way that he puts together two opinions, almost putting together two opinions, as we see, the, what does it say in Mechilta? He brings three opinions, we'll discuss the first two. Rabbi Yosef Rabasi said, that he wrote from the beginning of Bereshus until, till here, meaning until Matan Torah. Rabbi says, he wrote the mitzvahs which were given to Adam Rishon and to Noyach and to the mitzvahs that they were, the Yidin were given in Mitzrayim and in Mora as well as all the other mitzvahs. So Rashi seems to be putting together these two opinions and even though you might want to answer that Rashi holds that Rabbi is not really arguing with the first opinion. He agrees with the first opinion but adds also the later mitzvahs that they were given as he spells them out. But it's still difficult to say that Rashi is quoting from the Mechilta because the Mechilta is not talking about what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote to them uh, into the Sefer. The Mechilta is on the Pasuk that Moshe read to the Yidden from, that, from the Sefer. So the Mechilta says, I don't know where he read, you know, where did he begin, where did he end, and then says these two opinions. In other words, they're addressing two different things. The Mechilta is telling us what he read from that book. Rashi is saying what he wrote into the book. So the question is again, how does Rashi know what he wrote into the book, that he wrote all of those things? Why doesn't he just limit it to the, what he said earlier? And, why, and also, how does he take, how does he know what exactly was written? Then Rashi continues, the Pasuk says, Vayikach Sefer Abris, he took the book of the covenant and he read it to the people. So Rashi there says, the book of the Bris, he read from Bereshus until Matan Torah and the mitzvahs that were given in Mara. The exact same words as he used in this Rashi. So we can understand why Rashi tells us what's in the Sefer Abris, because before, when he wrote it, he doesn't name it as the Sefer Abris. He just says he wrote everything that Hashem said. Here he adds, the Pesach adds that this is the Sefer Abris. So Rashi is telling us it's that same Sefer that he wrote earlier. But if that's the case, he could have simply said, Sefer Abris, the one that he wrote earlier. 
doesn't have to go through enumerating again what exactly is in that Sefer Abris. And if you want to answer that the reason Rashi enumerates it is because we don't know from that book what did he read. Rashi is trying to tell us what he read from within the book of the Sefer Abris. But if that's the case, then Rashi should have quoted from the, the words, from the Pasuk, he should have quoted is Vayikra Ba'ozne'am, he read to the people. You want to know what he read from Bereshis till he doesn't say it. He quotes the word Sefer Abris. In other words, he's trying to tell you what's in the Sefer Abris, not what he read from the Sefer Abris. So the question again reasserts itself, why does Rashi tell us again that it was from the beginning of Bereshis and so on? So to explain this, we have to explain first another Rashi. In the Rashi that we said, we have to explain another point in this Rashi. The Rashi says, he wrote Vayichta Moshe, so he writes, from Bereshis until Matan Torah, and he wrote the mitzvahs that were given in Mara. Why does he have to put in the word, and he wrote again? Why does he need that word, and he wrote? He already, he we're talking about what he wrote. Obviously then, he's trying to separate that there are two different categories of writing. The first category is he wrote from Bereshis until Matan Torah, and he also wrote as a different type of a category the mitzvahs of Mora. To explain, there is a machlokes about this whole, um, all these events that happened. Moshe wrote and Hashem told him, and all those things that happened at the end of Parsha Mishpatim. When exactly did they happen? According to Rashi, they happened before Matan Torah on Dalit Sivan and on Hay Sivan. According to the Ramban and others, all this happened after Matan Torah. So according to these two opinions, there's a very... Moshe was making a bris with the Yidin, a covenant. He's bringing, drawing the Yidin into a bond with Hashem. But there's a big difference whether that bond is being drawn before Matan Torah or that bond is being drawn after Matan Torah. According to Rashi, that it happened before Matan Torah, the bond is, pertains to all those things which happened between Hashem and the Yidin up until Matan Torah. So he's recording the things that happened that Hashem did for the Yidden, the creation of the world, which leads to them getting as Yisrael, and everything that led up to their Mitzrayim, all those things which Hashem was connected himself to the Yidden, that's what the bond is on, as a preparation to Matan Torah. According to the Ramban, that it all happened after Matan Torah, the bond pertains to all the mitzvahs that Hashem gave at Matan Torah, which are recorded in Mishpatim, in the Parsha Mishpatim also. According to this we understand now why Rashi separates the two components, the two elements of the book of the Bris, of the book of the covenant, into two separate categories. Everything that happened from Bereshis until Matan Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote them in the way that they ended up being in the Torah, because why would he write them any other different way? If there's already, if he already knows how they're going to end up in the final version of the Torah, why would he write them any differently? So he wrote them exactly as we have them today in the Torah. The mitzvahs of Mara, those mitzvahs which are Paradum, Shabbos, and so on, he couldn't have written them in the exact way that they appear in the Torah because at that time, many of those components didn't exist yet. For instance, you should give it to, that who should do the Paraduma? Elazar Akayin. There was no Kayinim yet before Matan Torah. So therefore he couldn't have written them in exact, that exact way. So he wrote them in a general sense. These are the mitzvahs. 
So therefore Rashi separates it into two different types of writings. They, first he wrote parshas as they appear in the final uh, version of the Torah. And then there were certain things which he just summarized, let's say, as these are the mitzvahs that we were given. So there is two separate, there is Torah, the first part, and then there is mitzvahs, the second part. According to the ones that say that it was written after Matan Torah, that it was done, all this happened after Matan Torah, so the Sefer Abris also have to, happened after Matan Torah, so then there's no separation between the two. Then the mitzvahs were also a component of Torah already then, and therefore the whole thing that he wrote was Torah. The Sefer Abris contained various sections of Torah, as opposed to Torah and then mitzvahs. So now we can understand why Rashi separates it into two separate categories, uh, why he has to repeat again when he says, and he, and he took the Sefer Abris, that Rashi again explains that it's talking about Bibreshis, Admat, and Torah, and the uh, Mitzvah of Mora. Because one could say that when maybe Moshe Rabbeinu read to them, or contained in the Sefer Abris, what... Uh, how do you know that it meant also the mitzvahs of Mara? Maybe it made, maybe it meant only the uh, the written sections of the Torah. So he has to specify that the Sefer Abris contains both of these elements. They both make up the Sefer Abris, and that when he made Abris, when he drew them into the covenant, it was both for the Torah and also for the mitzvahs, which explains why the response to the Moshe reading to them from the Sefer Abris was, the Yidna said, Nasa Venishma. The reason they said Nasa Venishma, because the Sefer Abris was made up of two components, the learning of Torah and the, uh, the fulfillment of mitzvahs, those two sections, therefore they responded to each one of them, Nasa, we will do the mitzvahs, and Nishma, we will learn the Torah something extraordinary that we can take out of this Rashi. We find in the Gemara Machlekes between uh, Rabbi Yechon and Rishlokish whether the Torah was given in separate uh, scrolls. In other words, as Moshe was being told a mitzvah, another parasha, another communication from Hashem, he wrote it on a scroll and he kept all those scrolls and then at the end of the 40 years he sewed them all into one big Sefer Torah and that became the Sefer Torah. Or the, the other opinion is that the, he didn't write anything at all, the way Rashi puts it. He just memorized all of it. It was all committed to memory. And then at the end of the 40 years, after Hashem told him everything that he wanted the, to be included in the Torah, Moshe wrote the whole thing down and made it into a Sefer. That was the Sefer Torah. So Rashi Tesis asks the question, Rashi here in the Chumash, he says, Rashi in the Chumash says that Moshe already wrote before Matan Torah, or right after Matan Torah, whichever opinion, that he wrote the from Bereshis until Matan Torah, he wrote already then. So what do you mean he didn't write it till the, uh, the end? He says himself that he wrote it right around Matan Torah. So Taisus gives an answer that what the other opinion doesn't mean that nothing was written down. What he means is that everything was written in the chronological order that it happened. And even though there were certain communications which happened earlier than they are actually written in the Torah, we know that ain't muktam amuchah There are different. The, it's not necessarily in chronological order. But when it was actually written down, was only in chronological order. 
even though Hashem had told him something earlier which had to appear later and he told him something later which was meant to appear earlier they were written in chronological order that's how Tesis answers however the Maral answers that there is no contradiction between the Rashi here in, our, in Chumash and what he explained, how the other opinion in the, uh, that it was all written at the end because he says what, what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote by Matan Torah in the Sefer Abris was not meant to be written as a part of the Torah he wrote a Sefer Abris that's not writing of the Torah it's a separate thing writing a Sefer Abris even though it was written in the exact same language but it's not the writing of the Torah it's a Sefer Abris it was a mitzvah at that time for him to do that and he did that so therefore Rashi sees it as two separate components uh, sorry the, the, there's, a separate, there's a difference between writing a parsha in the Torah and writing a Sefer Abris which happens to contain a section of Parshas Torah and it's not the writing of the Torah and the proof is that the mitzvahs of Mora were also included in that Sefer Abris which certainly couldn't have been included in the Parshas of the Torah and therefore the Sefer Abris was not considered writing of the Torah whereas Tesis considers that he wrote Parshas of the Torah, even though he attached to it also Mitzvah of Marah, but that doesn't undermine the fact that he wrote Parshas of the Torah, and therefore he doesn't accept that explanation, and needs to find another explanation. To understand this Rashi from the perspective of Chassidus, and something that Rashi uncovers, that we can understand in the inner dimension of Torah, as Rashi expresses it. Even though this, the bris, the covenant that was ba- being made between the Yidin and Hashem, of course includes the Yidin and Hashem, and therefore is a strong bond, but there is a big difference whether that bond, Chris's bris, happened before Matan Torah or after Matan Torah. We know the general idea that before Matan Torah there was a separation between the upper and the lower, between the spiritual and the physical, and they couldn't integrate with each other. After Matan Torah, Hashem took away that separation. And now, the lower could also be imbued with spirituality, they could rise up to the level of spiritual. So if this uh, bris happened before Matan Torah, it could only have happened on the level with, in which created beings could connect to Hashem, which was in a limited way. Not that they could be imbued with actual spirituality, that only happened after Matan Torah. And even though there, there is something, there is meaning to the fact that Hashem connects with a, a, a created being, like Avraham Avinu, but it certainly is not in a way that the, the physical, the, the uh, human can escape his physical limitations. You can't become spiritual before Matan Torah. So that's all that the bond could have accomplished. If it happened after Matan Torah, then the bond is complete. A person can escape uh, the physical limitations because of that gift that Hashem gave us through Matan Torah, which is that we can become imbued with spirituality. And the bond was a much more thorough and completely uh, uniting of the spiritual Hashem and the physical, the human. On the other hand, the fact that the Yidin had this bond before Matan Torah, according to the ones that it was happened before Matan Torah, gives them, gives them another quality, which is, even before Matan Torah, they were already included into this incredible bond with Hashem, and even though it wasn't the ultimate bond, but it still lifted them up, and it tied them, and it bound them, and it 
it brought them together with Hashem. So now when they received the Torah, they received it on a much higher level than had they not had that bond. Or according to the people that said that the bond took over, uh, happened after Matan Torah, they didn't have that bond. So therefore the Matan Torah was done to them, was given at them, not that they were in any way had risen up to be able to receive it. But if it happened before Matan then they lifted themselves up somewhat, to some degree, and the Matan was given to them on a much higher level. And this also explains why, according to Rashi, that the, uh, the bris took place before Matan So it was, the bris was yet on the level that the created beings could relate to it. When you look from the bottom up, when you look upwards, you see Torah and, uh, and mitzvahs as two separate components. And that's why they responded, Nas of Anishma, that's why they saw it as two separate things, and that's why he sees the Sefer Abris as the parshis of the Torah and separately as the mitzvahs of Mora. Whereas if the bond happened after Matan Torah, then from the perspective of Hashem, the way the created beings can now see it, there is absolute and complete unity between Torah and Mitzvah. It's not seen as two separate components. And it was all a matter of Torah. 